to episode 54 of the Family Based Pod. My name's Chick. And I'm Ben. And Ben, what is it? What's your name on here that you have? People can't uh, see Larvar. it. What is Larvar? Larvar. What is that? It's a. Uh, it's like a. Oh. So it's. Okay. I, I don't even know. I, I don't want to say that it's good for you. You know, realistically, <laughs> it's probably not. But it has a bunch yeah, of. Bro. It's basically just six ingredients. So for this one, it's the lemon bar. So shout out Lara Bar. Lemon bar. Yeah. Big fan of these. Um, the ingredients are dates, almonds, cashews, lemon juice, lemon juice salads, and lemon oil. That's it. I mean, it tastes good. So if you like lemon yeah. bars, right? Like if you like lemon, yeah. And did, you like nuts. Well, hold on. Did you just say almonds? Almonds, yeah. Alright, I'm skipping out for that. And then my drink for the night is some Quest protein shake. Um, there you go. So, whatever. Trying to get swole over there? Trying to get yoked yeah, up? Yeah, that's it. It's yeah. more like my medication drains my protein, so I have to <laughs> eat a lot and drink a lot. So, eat, either eat, way. Eat, you need to eat All more right, so we're on. Yeah, uh, steaks, but they have to be well done, which is not anyone's favorite. No, you're right. Um, yeah, so... But I have a hot take. You know what? Anyway. I don't like medium rare steak. I prefer what a more cooked steak. So I'll do like a medium. I don't want any. I, don't, I really don't like a lot of pink. And mm. sometimes it gets in my head. You mean, you mean like blood? It, yeah. Like if it's if it's too rare, too raw, or too rare, it's like it, it freaks me out a little bit. It's too much. You know, I can't do it. My yeah. wife absolutely yeah. loves no, medium I... rare steaks. That's her go-to normally. Mm. So now that she's pregnant, though, you know, she can't eat a lot of medium. Well, she's stuff, a so cannibal. Are, she loves <laughs> drinking blood. Well, that, too. She is, a, she is a cannibal. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. All right. So episode 54, uh, Dallas not with us. And uh, Dan, hopefully, whenever he returns, will be with us as well. And this is the first episode we have in, in December. So it's our first December episode, and right as we start the uh, December, we actually have the first winter meetings as a podcast, and it just really started. Again, we're recording on Monday night, so as right now, only a couple big things have happened in baseball. Uh, which one to you, Ben, was the biggest signing that you saw so far? I mean, it depends. And I know that's my go-to answer, is to never pick an actual wow. answer. But yeah, it would be DeGrom signing with the Rangers, I think. Um, I'll try not to call. So mm. DeGrom yeah, signing with go. the Rangers, my team to win the West. <clears throat> it's obviously oh my gosh. an uphill oh. climb for my boys, right? But – the Astros, the Los Verlander, you know, so that's important. That's an important piece. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I know they won the World Series last year, but I do think this is the year the Mariners suck again, and the Rangers will finish in at least second place. So there you go. I'll take a second place. They're better than the Angels already. They're better than the A's, and I think they're going to be better than the Mariners, which means they're going to be in second place, and, you know, Fuck around with the Astros. The Astros are probably end up winning the World Series again, but um, yeah. So I, I just personally Degrom <clears throat> for silly reasons, obviously, but he's also you know one of the best pitchers we've ever seen, you know, in a long time, definitely. So anytime a, a free yeah. agent like that gets on the market or hits the market, you know, it it matters. It's significant wherever they sign. Um, because most of the time you look at a you look at a signing like that and you're like, this team now has to take that next step to be a contender. Or or that's the idea. Right. Like you move right. a big piece like that. So um him switching over to the American League, being in Texas and helping that Rangers team, I think um I think it's good for him. He's making a shit ton of money 
tax-free, you know, I mean, in New York. I, too, I mean, so. all, all, all of these big signings are just insane money. Yeah, um, too. Like you? Who's, your, who's, your, who's, your, uh, who's your favorite pick so far, or signing so far? I think my favorite signing has, I mean, I think based on uh, uh, longevity has to be Trey Turner, simply for if if for nothing else, I know it's for eleven years, and people hate that you're giving that much money and it's for that long. But eleven years, he's in his late twenties. Eleven years, like you never know what is going to be in eight years. Hopefully, he's healthy and he can move to a third or something like that. And uh, having a long contract like that also makes it them, them able to possibly go after some so other pieces too. So yeah. his contract gives them more options. Um, it's crazy to say when he's going to make like twenty some twenty eight million dollars a year. Like that's a bargain. Um, so I like it for that. Everyone else is like. You know, two years, five years, uh, what was in one year deal? This is 11 years. It's a long commitment. Um, he's going to be reunited with Bryce Harper in, in Philly. I think, I think I like that one the most. Um, would, which one do I like right away? I think, uh, DeGrom has to be, you know, the number one. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean, he's going to make it fun to watch. But the problem is, Ben, I know you're kind of joking about it, but I'm going to hold you to it, is that the Rangers had 68 wins last year. DeGrom, the, like, war, how many wins he'll add to your team, he'll add, let's say he has a fantastic year and he's healthy, he adds... Seven, eight more wins, maybe. And that's like Cy Young. So I don't think he'll make that big of a difference over at the end of the year. I think at the anyway. So, but he'll be fun to watch. That's what I, I think mean. They have a chance. I mean, if, if any, if last year's any indication is that they're not afraid to spend money and sign guys, signing Seeger and signing Marcus Simeon last year. <clears throat> those are pretty fat contracts on both of those guys. Right. So they're, they're showing, and then obviously getting the ground this year, they're showing that they're not afraid to, to spend money. So maybe they do get uh, an, you know, Evaldi, or maybe they do get like another starting pitcher that's out there. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden you have two guys and that's a 12 win increase. or that's a 14 win increase right. over however many, you know what I mean? Like, and then you catch a couple breaks and things happen. Some guys develop, you make a trade in the or in the in the middle of the season, you know anything can happen. Um, so this is all happening. You know, baseball the the winter meetings I think are starting or or they've happened or they they've started. Right? They're currently happening. Right. Okay. So um, while we were talking, the Astros we were just talking about the Astros have emerged as the leading candidate to get Sean Murphy from the A's for their catcher position. Oh so gosh. if they get Sean Murphy, that helps. Obviously, that helps. But as a Cubs fan, with Wilson no longer going to Houston, then does that up the possibility that he ends up going to no. St. Louis? And how does that make you feel? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, it does. I mean, I would dare to say it almost confirms it. Um, so you're saying if Murphy moves to the Astros, you're saying if any catcher moves to the Astros, Wilson moves to the Cardinals. Yeah, I think, you think uh, it's those two teams for him only. I think those are the main suitors and the main teams he'd want to go to. Um, Kendris is he's a great leader. I think uh, he is you know, overall a good catcher, a good hitter as well. I think the and they're gonna win. The Cardinals and the Astros are gonna be in the playoffs for sure. I mean, almost no matter what. So, yeah, I think he'll end up... Uh, so if they go after... You know, I, I didn't think about it, but Sean Murphy, the if anyone doesn't know Sean Murphy, he's 
Last year was kind of a down year offensively for him. He still hit 250, hit 18 home runs. Um, and that was in the same division. So it's kind of hard to say it's going to be a lot better. But he is a good defensive catcher, which yeah. the Astros really value. So I'm not saying Wilson isn't. I think he is. But, uh, yeah, so I'd say I'd say good for Wilson. I want him to win. I want him to be in the playoffs. I want him to get some money that the Cubs just won't give him for whatever reason. Um, again, I'm I'm the guy during the year that said give him a blank check and just have them stay at their first career, but they just won't do it. So go to go to a winner. That's fine. I don't I don't mind that. Uh, so um, and there's there there's not many offensive catchers left, uh, so thing, yeah. good for good for him. He'll get some money. He'll, he'll definitely start. Let him go. So Christian Vasquez, speaking of catchers, we're in the catcher market apparently. Astros, Cardinals, obviously the first two suitors uh, on the market for catching help, so they're linked to him. Right. Uh, the Guardians, which is interesting, because I think that could be a long shot for yeah. Wilson. If they could, they could potentially, if they're willing to throw the money out there, they could get him. Christian Vasquez, I think, yeah, is significantly just, cheaper than Wilson and probably fits more of what the Guardians are looking for in that regard. Yeah. But a team that I found interesting that he's linked to is the Chicago Cubs. Three or four year deal. What do you think about that? Would you pull the pull the trigger on him? For Vasquez? For Christian Vasquez, yeah. Uh, no. I wouldn't either. I also I would I would sign him, but the problem is they already have Jan Gomes. The Cubs have Jan Gomes, which effectively is the same guy. He was a veteran catcher who's defensive, who's kind of a leader behind the scenes. They don't need him. I think it'd be a mistake to go with him for three, four years. He's the kind of guy you bring in like Jan Gomes for one or two years. Buddy, we got we got news rolling in, so I'm going to hit you with another one. Confirmed, as of right now, Chicago Cubs have officially met with Carlos Correa as of today. So we had conversations with Correa today. Mm. David Ross today. was talking about it on the Marquee Network. So there you go. Okay. okay. And Hall of Famer Fred McGriff. Let's give him a shout out. Yeah. My boy Brand got added. Us. Do you remember those fucking? Do you remember those commercials? Uh, for the Tom Amansky, like, infielding drills. They were, like, on VHS. It was horrible quality. Yeah. But Fred McGriff was always like, yeah, you can do it. I was like, crime dog. And then he had that the helicopter swing in All-Star Baseball. That was the coolest thing. Yeah. He was just. Um, oh, man. Yeah. Congrats to Fred McGriff for getting in there. Um, not surprised that Barry Bonds and Clemens and Schilling did not, but. It's going to be a story every year that we're until, just yeah. hating until they get in until, until they they're done. In. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, all right. So back to Korea, would you, all right. If you're thinking about the Cubs and again, we're Cubs fans, but just in general, like the Cubs are looking for shorts up. So Trey Turner off the market. I don't think we thought we'd get him. Would you rather get, who one would you rather get? Carlos Correa, Sander Bogarts, or Dansby? Short. For me, it's probably in that order that you just read them in. Um, mm. I think Dansby's the worst offensive option, but he's the best defensive option. Um, but I think we have Nico at shortstop. You know, either way, I guess he's going to get moved, right? Realistically. I don't yeah. know. I, maybe maybe I like Bogart's least. I like Correa most. Correa is my if if we were to get somebody, I would say get him. He seems like he's got um decent attitude to be in Chicago. I think I think he would do all right here. I don't like um I guess I it's not that I don't like him. I just think Bogart's is really solid, rock solid player uh offensively. You you know, I think we were talking about it earlier. He doesn't have a great arm from shortstop. Um, so that's yeah. obviously problematic if they're going to keep him at shortstop, but you know, whoever you sign, 
the, one of these three guys, if, if ideally we can get one of the three of them, you know, you have to be, you have to be right. Right. You like, this has to be the guy that you're going to say, okay, you know, yeah. we have decent pieces in place now. This is our shit. You know, this is the anchor. This is what we're, we're locking <laughs> onto. And then we're, we're going. So um, it'll be yeah. interesting, but I think, I think for me, it's, it's Correa Bogarts and then Swanson. Yeah, see, I would kind of flip it to say I would want Dan to be first. And the reason is okay. he's going to be the, the cheapest option, which for the Cubs you know is a factor. They yeah. want the cheapest option. Uh, they want a young guy to be there for a long time. And the main reason, there are lots of, you know, if you turn on any sports network, baseball network, or whatever, they're going to be talking about numbers and offense. I, for the simple fact that I've been saying it for a little bit now, I want Dan to be in in Chicago, is because him and his soon-to-be wife, Mal Pugh, who plays on the Olympic soccer team, uh, would be in the same city. They'd be like the first couple, sports couple of the city. I think that'd be a lot of fun. And also, Gainsby I, I, is only getting better at the plate. And he is a gold glove caliber at short. Um, so, I'm good with that. I mean, two defensive guys up the middle who are great are going to hit like, Gainsby hit like, I think was over 20 home runs this year. Yeah, I'd like to see him, but I mean, none of them are bad options. We'll say that. That's pretty easy to say. Yeah. Um, like I said, you're getting so, somebody that's going to change your franchise around, whoever it is. Hopefully, you know, for the better. But. Hopefully. Hopefully. Um, all right. So the last option or some other big players that are out there is. Carlos uh, Rodon and Chris Bassett are the big pitchers left on the market. So who would you go with there? Where do you think they'll go? I like Rodon more. Um, I think he's younger than Bassett. Um, He's lefty. You know, he's proven the last that, you know, his last season with the White Sox wasn't a fluke by following it up with a really good year uh, with the Giants last year. So I think he's got uh, an opportunity to make a lot of money. Uh, Bassett's a really good pitcher. He's like a really good three or two or three for somebody. He's not going to be an ace. You know, he's a, he's a perfect kind of guy that if the Rangers wanted to sign another good starting pitcher, like perfect. Mm. One of those two guys Mm. would be, would be ideal. Um, I think. I'm trying to think, where do I think they'll go? I am rattling so many teams in my head. You, 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 you talk while I think about it. Yeah, I think uh, you know the Angels have a lot of lefties, but I think they're going to go after the best guy. So, and and he's out there pretty much already. I think we're done filling out that pretty much all lefties starting pitching outside of Shohei. Uh, I think they'll sign him uh, to a three-year deal and try to get their team up and up, uh, hopefully to keep Shohei after this year. So I like I like Rodon going to the Angels. Yeah, I mean, I think it's gone no matter what they do. Um, so I think the Angels will go after him. I, I would like to see him stay out there and kind of prove himself out there. And... Uh, I think Bassett will go to the Dodgers. Mm. Uh, the Dodgers need knee pitching more than anything else. I know they lost Trey Turner, and uh, Justin Turner is out there as well. Uh, but they need pitching. Simple as that. They need Kershaw has been hurt like. Last couple of years, uh, I think Gosling went down last year. Uh, so I'm going to say they'll throw a lot of money for a short deal at him. So I think he'll go out there. So you're saying Bassett goes to the Dodgers and Rodon with the Angels. Like it. 
Yeah, 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 I'll go with that. As of 25 minutes ago, the White Sox were looking to trade Liam Hendricks. Yeah, I saw that. They're taking calls on him. So what do you think about that? Dude, this is, I don't know if you, I don't think last year was this exciting. I don't think it was. I think last well, year they, we, we kind of. We had the lockout. We had oh, the right. lockout. <laughs> I was like, why the fuck was it so boring? You're right. You know, the, they weren't allowed the to lockout. each other. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. lockout really killed a lot. A lot yeah, of fun. Makes it, um, it makes it hard to, to converse. Um, yeah, know. yeah, a little bit. So I think uh, I think that's a main reason why you may think this is more exciting. Yeah, that's a good reason why. There were no winter meetings. What do I think of Liam Hendricks being traded or off, offered? I think he's a reliever. I mean, I know that sounds bad, but like... Yeah, I mean, I guess that was get, my question. Like, like, if, you can get, if you can get a hitter for a all-pro uh, reliever, I mean, they gotta do it. You got to do something. That he's great on that team for sure. But yeah. I don't know. You got to go after offense right now. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it'll be interesting to see, you know, what they end up doing. I guess if they think like Crochet is going to come back and Bummer will bounce back and have a you know a, a good year again, and they have. They have pieces maybe that they can replace them with, but unless yeah, unless you can get a true position, but then their 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 lineup so fucked because they have Sheets and uh, Vaughn playing in the outfield with Eloy out there as well, and now they just lost to Brayu, so it's like you know I guess one of them, but then you have Grandal, who are you going to have him catch or is he going to DH or, or whatever? Oh, you know what I mean? Like gosh. they have a lot of guys who don't necessarily fit a lot of positions. So if they can get an outfielder, like you said, for Hendricks, I, I think you have to make that move. But what team well, I mean, needs they're not, they're not, They're not putting out there like he's going to be the only, like a straight-up trade. I mean, maybe they'll give Hendricks and Sheets for oh, a, sure. mm-hmm. a great first baseman or Maybe a Sean Murphy. I'm not saying Sean Murphy, but like a catcher or someone. So those other guys are out there. Um, maybe they get packaged with Hendricks and get a better offer back. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Maybe something like that. Um, um. Let me uh, just take a look. So... Um, so the two Dodgers that kind of made their name, obviously, with uh, with the team in L.A. is uh, Justin Turner and Cody Bellinger. Um, Cody Bellinger kind of looks lost uh, hitting lately. Yeah. Uh, what do you think is going to happen to him? I mean, he was an MVP. What, what do you think happens to him this year? Isn't that wild? It's absolutely crazy. Baseball is truly it's like one he, of those sports where it's like once. It's you, like he has the hit the hitting yips. Yeah, and you know what sucks as a hitter not being able to hit. <laughs> um, yeah, I think what's going to end up happening is because he's left-handed, because he's athletic. Uh, he plays outfield and can play first base. He's going to find. Yep. Uh, he's going to have a career for himself. He's going to stay on somebody's roster as maybe a you know defensive replacement or whatever, if that's kind of what he even wants to do, if that's, um, you know, I don't know. He doesn't seem to have the personality of being, like, absolutely invested at all times, you know? Um, so it would be interesting to see how much, you know, and what ends up happening, but I think he's going to get a bunch of short contracts. Like, he'll, he might get a multi-year contract on this one, and then this is it. Yeah. He's got to prove it. You know, it's like, okay, you got a three-year deal, maybe. You got a two-year deal, maybe. You better figure it out because otherwise you're just going to be a guy off the bench. And, you know, your your MVP year was an anomaly, and it was a great season. But, it, you know, people do. People were trying to say he was like the next Trout and shit. And I was like, the year yeah. he had before the MVP year was ass. 
Okay. And then he has the MVP year. And then he was just yeah. okay. And now he's ass again. You know what I mean? Like it was such yeah. a sharp incline and then such an incredibly yeah. quick decline. Um, yeah. I think there there's coaches, uh, hitting coaches, GMs that think, oh, we can turn him around. He's got the tools still, yada, yada. I think he's going to get a lot of opportunities yeah. that maybe other guys wouldn't get. Uh, but I think he ends up just bouncing around the rest of his career as like a journeyman outfielder, probably. Yeah, I'm going to say he'll kind of get the Rodon treatment this year. He'll have a one-year deal. And if he can't hit above two, even 200, he will be in the minors until he is killing it. So that's what I think. I think it's it's a make or break year for him. And that's kind of sad to say because he was, when he was on, he was crazy fun to watch. But yeah. Not so much in a World anymore. Series in 2020, you know. But and yeah, and and hit some big home runs uh, in that yeah. World Series. Granted, that was kind of the World Series, the bubble series, COVID, COVID, um, COVID series. Yeah. Yeah. So, is there any other free agent out there that uh, you have a prediction on? We have Justin. We have Justin. Let me pull up a name. I don't think I have anybody else in my head. We have Justin Turner, JD Martinez, Brandon Nemo, even Aaron Judge. We haven't talked about it at all. Uh, I just saw somewhere that Brandon Nemo was having conversations with the Rockies. mm. So if he wants to go hang out with Chris Bryant, get paid a shit ton of money to hang out in Colorado and like lose 80 times a year, or at least, you know. Probably more than that. Go for it. You know, hats yeah. off to you. Um, so I think he'll end up signing, you know, a bullshit contract. Isn't it weird what happened to Conforto, who just never signed last year? Yeah. I mean, I thought he had some health stuff, right? I mean, that's got to be the reason. I, right? I, I, it's I just so bizarre. Know. He never ended up signing. But, um, that, yeah, you, I think, you think I, my next pick is going to be. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, yeah. no, no! I'm just saying my my next pick. I'm gonna take a cheapo and pick Nimmo to the uh, Rockies just because I already mm. saw that they were talking. What about you? Who are you going with? Very easy pick is Aaron Judge just goes back to New York. That's okay. that's easy. Um, I don't care. Uh, he's going back. Um, my kind of out there pick, I would say. Again, before the offseason, I was talking about Trey Turner going to the Orioles because they want to spend a lot of money. I think the Orioles are they are a very young team. So I'm going to go with uh, like a... Oh, uh, man. I want to... I want to... All right. I'm going to say J.D. Martinez to the Orioles. Have a power oh, bat. Okay. Um, yeah, so have a pretty stable bet at the age, um, be able to mentor these guys, especially he's a very good, he has a very good reputation for being a good, like hitting coach. He like coaches his teammates on hitting and also how to, you know, be a professional. I think bringing in someone who knows what they're doing and has been doing it for a long time could be really good. So I'm going to say JD Martinez to Orioles. I'd say uh like 3 year deal for I don't know. So somewhere around their brave deal. So something like that. Yeah, I mean he's I normally he would be the kind of guy that would be handcuffed where you'd have to pick like oh he's an American League only because he can't DH in the National League, yada, yada. Right. Now that the league's changed, I mean, he's got anybody and everybody can sign him. You know what I mean? So I think sure. I think the Orioles sure. is, a, is a good good pick if you're trying to get a veteran bat, like you said. Um, I think he has the potential to be one of the guys that doesn't sign right away and that signs mm. later or signs late in the spring training or is like an additional bat that somebody tries to get to make like a playoff push. Maybe. I don't know how much he's got left is all I'm saying. 
We'll see. Wow. We'll see. I just don't know how much he yeah. has left. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Seemed, like you said, he seems like a good guy. So whoever's going to get him, um, going to get a good, good hit and good hitter, good teammate. Yeah. Yeah. And if you look around at the, the Red Sox lineup, uh, there are a lot of good hitters on that lineup, and a lot of it has to do with JD being there, and the timing just kind of makes sense. And so I like that. I, I just I want the Orioles to be good. Uh, so having them learn from a veteran is only going to help them. So maybe it's just wishful, wishful thinking. Um. Also, that the Red Sox and Yankees will get worse because of it, I think is a plus. Did the Red Sox win a World Series with him? You know, I don't, I don't know. I'll check. Uh, yeah, but I mean, like you said, it's a good, it's a good prediction, good signing. I mean, we'll see a good potential signing. I guess we'll see wherever he ends up. Um, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of cool. A lot of good moves, a lot of good stuff happening. Baseball's exciting, man. I'm telling you, if you get invested in like you know, sack like uh, I know people who are into soccer are um, like they have like the transfer window or something like that, where all of their moves are yeah. crammed into like tight little things, and that's such a interesting, exciting thing that the baseball's like winter meetings is kind of fun like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um... <laughs> I do not believe he he's only been at the Red Sox since 2018. Oh yeah, then they so say yeah, they have won since then. Uh, so no, but anyway, he's been solid for them. Um, all right, so I think I mean for the most part, there's gonna be a lot of signings. Uh, Tomorrow, Tuesday, and then Wednesday when this uh, drops. I'm not sure when the deadline is for winter meetings, but I know it's Wednesday's last day. So uh, check out our Instagram uh, for any updates. I'll be posting those uh, pretty often whenever a notable for agent signs or any big trade happens. Um, all right, so... That will be our kind of baseball time. Um, you brought up something right before recording um, that you and Dave were talking about. What was that? Yeah, we were talking about um, Verlander versus DeGrom. It, w- it was a pretty oh, right, right. non-existent conversation. It was mostly like uh, he uh, let me know that... Or, you know, obviously I knew already, but he had made mention that Verlander was going to the um, oh, right. Mets. And then we got to talking, and, and I asked him who he would rather have between the two, and he you know, immediately said to Grom. And I kind of thought about it for a second. I think I would rather take Verlander just because he's mm-hmm. older, yeah, but that just means he's done it longer. He's been more healthy than DeGrom. You know, he makes more starts per year than DeGrom. Um, the ground might be more electric and might have better stuff, but I think if you're like the Rangers wouldn't have made a push for Verlander, right? No, the Rangers aren't no. close to winning a World Series, but the Mets, who believe they are close to winning a World Series, make a move for a guy like Justin Verlander, where you're going to get two years out of him, you're going to get these last two years out of Scherzer, and then yeah. you're riding that thing till the wheels fall off and you got what you got, right. you know? So, right. Um, but yeah, the, the conversation was basically just who would you, I guess, rather have for the rest or for the duration of their contracts? Would you rather have Verlander for the two years or DeGrom mm. for the five? And I think you go Verlander for the two because you're the Mets and you have a World Series window yeah. as opposed to the Astros right. or the Rangers, I guess, who don't. Yeah. You know, it's just, this will be the last baseball thing to talk about, but. Um, I do have a question about that because you know you said their window is pretty tight. Do you, what do you think of the Mets the, uh, this upcoming year too? Do you think they because the Phillies got better, the Braves are still really good. Are the Mets yeah. going to stand stay on top 
or are they weren't even on top last year? Yeah, are no, they going to be on top regress. or are they? Yeah, yeah. No, I think the. I mean, my pick was the Braves to win the NL East and probably the at least make out of the NL to the World Series last year. Don't one hundred percent remember, but I was big on the Braves to definitely win the East. So yeah, I instantly think the Braves are going to be better, and then. Um, the Phillies, obviously, like you said, got better, made a World Series run. So right now you have to yeah. put them over the Mets. And then getting Trey right. Turner, you know, Verlander is more valuable, I think, than Trey Turner in the immediate, just because two years, mm. like I said, short window, whatever, whatever, your chance to win this win right now is smaller. But I think Trey Turner means more to the Phillies overall long term. But I think if you're the Mets, you have to try. You have to throw as much money as you can right now to try to win because you don't know, you know, you don't know. And you're the Mets, and you have a history of being the Mets, and that's not great. So, yeah, sadly, I'm gonna make the prediction that the Mets will end up in third place in their own division. They will be in the wild card, uh, but they won't be. they won't be. They won't beat the uh, Phillies or Braves on in that division, which is crazy. But um, anyway, so all right. So before the episode started, we kind of had a plan. Um, we were gonna have Dallas with us, and we were gonna talk about kind of uh, some stadium lists and whatnot, but. I'm going to go on a different direction because since this is our first December episode, I'm just going to ask, ask uh, when you kind of look forward to this kind of holiday season, what is like the thing that you kind of look forward to? Christmas is always, I mean, that's such a bullshit answer, but Christmas is obviously always so, so fun. The things like I look forward to now as an adult is obviously different than when i was a kid you know right um you know and 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 i don't want to get too weird and not weird but i don't want to get too you know whatever about it but like the earth is kind of different now than it was when we were kids i felt like we had a lot more snow days felt like we had a lot more yeah snow in general like sledding was fucking awesome sledding was my favorite thing to do in the world and I felt like we had so many more opportunities to sled and go out and do stuff. Like, it's cold now, but it's not cold. It's not, it doesn't feel winter cold. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's it's just annoying. No. Like, fucking snow. Give me snow. I want seasons again for a reason. And it's just like... So, so Ben, are you, are, you, are you saying that the, the climate seems to have changed? Yeah, it seems to be getting mm. warmer. The globe itself might be warming. I don't know. That might be controversial for some people. All right. But, yeah. Whatever. But beyond that, no, dude. I mean, my things that I get look, I genuinely look forward to now is like, uh, my wife and I always say we're not going to buy each other Christmas gifts. We always end up buying each other Christmas gifts. So like, right. having that with her is always fun. And then you know we have the baby on, on the way, so we're going to be slightly shifting our focus. Uh, you know, to not buying each other as much stuff, but, you know, obviously um, focusing on, on the baby and then everything that that entails. Um, we're going to be yeah, yeah. spending a lot more time uh, with family, thankfully, soon. Like, I, I know we're getting together for um, on Christmas Eve with, with Viviana and, and the family, so that'll be nice. Good. And then Good. Um, my mom and my wife's mother share the same birthday so mm. super convenient one year apart though yeah but like super convenient because then you can't forget either of them you know right um either of them you, you just, at least you better birthday, not right exactly so i don't know exactly what we're going to do but we might be having um you know lunch plans with my mother-in-law so you know we got some exciting stuff to look forward to but it's just different as an adult man you know like what what, what would you say it's the biggest thing you used to look forward to as a kid. That's just not the same as an adult for winter. We can just well, do the winter. winter yeah. I mean, the easy answer is sledding. You said it. 
But also, also I, I don't think if you didn't know exactly our setup growing up, uh, sledding, we had this very steep hill that always had snow. But on this one spot in the hill, when you go down, there was a sewer grate. Like halfway down, it just stuck out. (laughs) Halfway down, it just stuck out. So when you would go down it, you would like fly off. And that was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So So I was going to ask you this. If you had to... Go ahead. Sorry, sorry. No, I was just going to say, so that, I mean, to me, that's always a memory. That, that, That hill just sledding was insane. So I was going to ask you this. Which hill did you prefer? So Hillcrest, which is the one where we grew up at, or Willow Hill, which is another, that's like the iconic Homewood Hills, Willow Hill, man. It's like built yeah. right next to the school. It was crushing it. Cause I used to live over there when I lived over on Marshfield. That was pretty clutch. That was yeah. walking distance of Willow Hill. You know, look, my family moved around uh, a lot, but you know what they did? They stayed close to hills. We were hill people. <laughs> we were hill people at heart. We, we were hill people. Has to be we a quote of um, we people. Right? You know, again, so to imagine if you're if watching or listening, so we're debating kind of just a straight drop hill versus a hill that was kind of like dirt mound mm-hmm. that kind of just stuck out of the ground. So it was kind of like a like a three six, it just kind of something emerged from <laughs> yeah. the ground. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I personally um love the I don't was it called Hillcrest Park Hillcrest Yeah. I I mean I have so many, I have too many memories with that to think of anything else. The Willow for sure was fun. We go there, but um. Yeah, Hillcrest just seems to pop out to me. What about you? Yeah, I think Hillcrest is the answer. Um, way faster hill. The snow got way slicker. And once that shit got slick, then you were zipping, dude. And we, we didn't have, like, high-quality sleds. Like, we had the no, go to Walmart the and get this, get this shitty yellow disc that's going to break like the that, moment. That <laughs> the thing. moment you put any pressure on, it's going to crack. It's going to go flying. But... Willow Hill was a lot of fun. I did I did enjoy that. But I, you know what I liked? That Homewood had, and Homewood I guess still has, but they had had mm. choices, right? You could choose to right. go to Willow Hill or you could choose to go to Hillcrest. I mean, Willow at that point when we were younger, when we were doing our major sledding, would have been a bit of a hike for us to get across town. But it, realistically, right. if we wanted to, we could have. Just right. like in the summer, you had your choice of pools, right? You could go to uh, Apollo or not or Apollo, was it? Lions Club. Or Dolphin Lake, right? So if you <laughs> wanted to, you know, get ringworm and break your leg jumping off the scot- jumping off the uh, diving board, you went to Dolphin Lake. And uh, if you wanted hand, foot, and mouth disease uh, and go on the Whoa. slides, you went to Lions <laughs> Club. You know, that's that was that's how it was. No, public pools are disgusting cesspools, and I will never go to one again. But no, no, um, it was a lot of fun, man. We had options. We had varieties growing up. You know, and now like the idea of a finding a place that first of all, a getting enough snow that you can yeah. go sledding, b finding yeah. a place in the city or where I am would be a hike. Getting out to wherever I have to actually go to to go sledding, and then I have to actually sled, and then I would have to get in the fucking car and drive all the way back in wet clothes, <laughs> just right. for you know for what real reason. So, unfortunately, I think not until. Um, we have our little family while I actually do some real, real sledding and hopefully um, we have real snow because I don't want to do artificial snow. That's whack. Yeah. And I don't even know how that would yeah. work. So, you know, uh, yesterday it was not sledding, but it was uh, an inflatable tube that was down a slide. So yesterday, nice. hmm? nice. what? There was ice on, the there was ice on it. All right, my wife is literally telling me there was ice on the slide, which seems even more dangerous. Um, I did not <laughs> know that. I, I would have been scared if I knew that. Um, <laughs> all right, so so in uh, where we used to grow up, if you remember uh, Tinley, 
was just a couple of towns over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tinley opened up a kind of a light show of, of sorts. Um, I'm not going to say the name or where it's at, but uh, they had this light show, but they also had like uh, this train that kids could ride around. They even had like a performance with these kind of weird, almost made up anime characters dancing and stuff. Um, but they also had this inflatable tube. It was like uh, kind of like a tire. Um, and it was just down to slide. And it was the first time I've seen my daughter kind of go down, kind of like sledding, but not mm. in snow. And she had so much fun that she was like, I mean, the screaming was like the highest pitch you could have. <laughs> And uh, and that was fun to see, and that wasn't really sledding, um, right? So kind of had that experience. It kind of reminded me uh, what it was like, uh, kind of growing up. But also, Ben, if you can share this story, I feel like you're gonna know know it. Just even me, maybe bring it up. But can you tell the story of when we went down Hillcrest sledding, and Dan went home early? Oh, of course. Yeah. So, um, we were young. I mean, none of us were even remotely close to driving age at this point. So, no. Dan no. was the Dan is still the oldest, obviously. Um, and we were all down at Hillcrest sledding. Spent the whole day. You know, you're soaking wet by the time of it because none of us were wearing like snow suits and shit. You just wore two pairs of sweats <laughs> and like a sweatshirt and then your coat and then maybe a yeah. glove. And then we had I, we had ice in our boots. Yeah, exactly. Like there was more snow in my clothes than on the ground by the time we <laughs> left. But you know, you're soaking wet and you're cold and you've been playing all day and and you're tired. You're you're exhausted. Your little legs are don't want to walk anymore. So Dan goes. You know, Dan was notorious for always having to take shit everywhere, anywhere, all the time, always. <laughs> It was like that movie yeah. that came out, Anywhere, Everything, All the Time, Always, but it yeah. referenced yeah, Stan some. needing to poop, right? <laughs> yeah. So, of course, he goes, uh, I'm going to run to the house. I'm going to go get the adults. I'm going to go to the bathroom and get the adults. They're going to come back, pick you guys up. Uh, so just chill here. I'll be back. It's like a 15-minute walk, probably less than that, right, to the to the house. So we're waiting, and it's you know getting darker, obviously, because it's winter, and you know, the sun goes down at like four o'clock. So it's getting darker and darker and we're young kids. I mean, like I said, single digits, most of us. So we're like, okay, he's probably not coming back. We should, we should start walking. So eventually we walk all the way back to the house. And uh, when we walk in, Dan is just sitting in front of the television playing N64, not a care (laughs) in the world. Didn't tell anybody jack shit. And (laughs) also I think about this now in hindsight, like shame on my parents. Or your parents, whoever's house that we went back to for allowing one child to come back and not the other three. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, how how does that happen? How do we not have the three other kids? You know what I mean? Um, So that was obviously a shit show, but that's very typical of Dan. Like, yeah, I got to poop and pooping is more of a priority right now than worrying about you guys getting home. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but thankfully, we lived could, like home, Homewood was a fun little neighborhood. Neighborhood at the time, I'd never yeah. felt like we were in any danger or anything, like any risk or anything like that, except for that peeping tom we had that one time. But yeah, except that one time, um, you remember that, right? Yeah. Well, I wasn't home for that. So, if, big story of someone looking into your house when you guys weren't even staying in there. You were staying in my house across, across the street. I was actually spending the night at someone else's house and learned about that the next day. I had no concept for what that was. Like someone's looking was (laughs) someone coming over? Yeah. I was like, did you even know to be weirded out by the fact that someone was looking in the window? I mean, like, I did kind of think it was a little weird, but I was like, I don't know, maybe, you know, we were so many, adults are you know? Just looking at each other's windows and shit. I mean, pretty much, but... Uh, you had the no, top so, bunk, right, at the time? In that house, you had the top oh, bunk, the bottom bunk? jeez. I'm, I'm, I'm going to assume, but I don't know. Because I can't imagine Dallas would have 
as scared of a child as he was of everything, right? Because I remember I was laying on the top bunk. I see the guy. I tell Dal. Dal doesn't believe me, A, because he thinks I'm trying to scare him, which was true. And I thought it was probably Fair. very realistic. But then I was like, no, yeah. get your mom. So once we started involving the adults, it was like, okay, this is for real, for real. But I can't imagine if Dallas was on the top bunk after that, that he would have ever been able to sleep. No. He just would have been staring out of those windows like a neurotic mess every night until forever. So it had to, like, you had to have been on the top, yeah. Or he just went, like you guys went head to toe on the bottom bunk or the trundle. Of course, the mighty trundle underneath. Yeah, so like get me close I mean, to the floor, less chance of yeah. getting seen, just as close as humanly yeah. possible, straight on the ground. Yeah, I I do not remember, but I'm gonna assume I was, but I I never remember that stuff. Um, so I don't know. You're lucky I even remember that things <laughs> happened in my childhood. I have, like no memories. My wife Ellie right here can tell you i i literally do not remember like 99 percent of before i was 15 so it's crazy that i might have some um memories no but uh yeah so i mean it's, it's pretty kind of it's almost scary how much i've got um but uh no anyway um not some not so crazy weird <laughs> is that uh so you were talking about like now what you look forward to versus then so then it was sledding we talked about talked about but um you know i think now in especially in the last like seven years our lives have kind of been like bouncing around and it's been hard to like settle in somewhere um, but even before that, um, um, the kind of like thing that's always remained the same uh, around this time of year is uh, is my wife's love and obsession, not just with Christmas, but Christmas movies. And uh, yeah. like... I mean, Ali, what would you say? What What do you think is the beginning of Christmas time? What would you say? What would you What What do you think is the beginning of Christmas time? November first. November first. Hmm. So yeah, so there is no real Thanksgiving time. Um, it means there's a Thanksgiving Day, but not it's really. A it's a rehearsal. It's a rehearsal yeah. for Christmas. That's, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so I'd say Christmas movies and, uh, and now like shows and stuff. But um, I just, even if I, and I don't like half of them, but um, this stability of just sitting down and watching movies as a family and before my daughter was born, just the two of us. That's always stays the same, so that's always what kind of marks that this time for me. So. Well, so yeah, that's really nice. I mean, I'm much more of a Christmas music fan than Christmas movies fan. Mm. Um, so I'll like pop Christmas music on in July, like all year round. I don't care mm. if I'm just feeling the vibe. If I'm feeling it, I'll just pop it on. Like, cause it'll get me, like especially in the summer months when it's fucking hot, and I'm like. I need yeah. to put myself in like a cool mind frame. I'll just pop a little Christmas music on. <laughs> Maybe lower the air conditioning in the house by a couple degrees, make it a little bit colder. You know? What what's the go to song? Oh, uh yeah, yeah. I, I can tell you this. So I have a funny story. My go to song would probably be Fuck. Police Navidad is probably my favorite. I think that's my favorite Christmas song. Mm. yeah exactly um one day so we moved around a lot as kids uh, you know as anyone who listens yeah. to this knows so one day we were moving it had to have been um in the winter time because i was in a u-haul and i'm at the stoplight right where family video used to be yeah and like chuck's house of magic was across the street that direction so we're heading towards like yeah. white hen direction okay 
and right. fucking wham comes on and it's uh you know last christmas i gave you my yeah heart. yeah dude i was probably like nine years old sitting in the front seat of this u-haul tears is my mother's you know driving and that song just hit me on that particular day and i was <laughs> sobbing in the in the front seat of this car <laughs> emotional as shit about this gay man giving up his love to another man. And I was like, this is beautiful. I love it. And I couldn't articulate why it was upsetting me so much or why I was upset. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't, I didn't have the, the emotional maturity right. or mental maturity right. to like. So what, articulate what do you think that, now? Why? why uh, I, just, I just think I was going through some stuff. I don't know. Maybe I was overwhelmed with the move and, and Christmas time. And, you know, mm. I, I was maybe not 100% sure about S-A-N-T-A, you know, S-A-N-T-A and I just didn't know. Mm. I didn't know. There was a lot, a lot going on in life. And, uh, you know, 9-11 was a couple years away. I was, I was worried <laughs> oh, about God. that. Okay. You know? don't, don't bring 9-11 into this. You know, That's... it was a couple years down the road. I had, I had a bad vibe, I think. No, no, realistically, I had no idea. But for whatever reason, that song, even to this day, I'll listen to it. And I just, it instantly takes me back to that moment of, Crying in the fucking U-Haul van, just listening to Wham. I mean, there you yeah. go. I mean, that, so just I'm just, I'm gonna speak Dalit for a second. So yeah. Ben said last Christmas is uh uh when he was nine, he was crying listening to the beauty of that song. The song? Yes, the song. Last Christmas. Yes, and Ben's saying it right now. I mean, it's a good song. Banger. George Michael fan over here. Yeah, you're a big fan of George Michael and everything he does. Yeah, may he R.I.P. in peace. Um, Yeah, I mean, he was super talented. He was confusing because he was like an incredibly good-looking man. And I was like, wow, all right, that's what guys are supposed to like look like and I, I didn't know <laughs> i didn't know i just didn't know but he had like that five o'clock shadow thing for a while too like that perpetual yeah. five o'clock shadow i just think that every guy when i was growing up in like the 90s movies or that era it was like macho dudes just had like a five o'clock shadow and they were gruff and, and like their beards were chested. like that thick yes yeah you know what i mean like, like it was just like up to their eyes like they were basically yeah. wolfmen it was just you know, like Sly Stallone, you know, those kind of guys that we grew up with were like the macho dudes. So I always yes, had that. Well, it was Wolverine. Head. It was the Wolverine Munchop. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So, so yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. No, go ahead. no, you got to go. No, are we, so I was going to ask you, I, I don't know if um, I might be stepping on one of our episodes uh, in the future, but do you have a favorite Christmas gift that you've ever gotten? Or like that you Ooh. can think about as a kid that maybe was I mean, uh, legit. We can we can talk about it definitely when we have more time. I can give you some time. Yeah, to talk about it. yeah. I think uh, um, I think if we can get all three of us, we'll definitely talk about it. Um, no, so sure. I will answer now because I'm sure there's multiple that stand out. Um, um honestly, I kind of thought about this earlier, but then I forgot about it. Um. So, can't think of something specific. Again, my memory is horrible. Sure. Um, sure. Um, I can say for me, going off the top of my head, yeah. any time that we got a new system, like when we got the N64, it might as well oh. have been the greatest day of my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. N64 was huge. I remember when you guys got the PlayStation and we went over and we played uh, SmackDown, Know Your Role. With the rock on the mm, cover. Yeah. And there was a cutscene in that where Shane McMahon was like yelling at him, yelling at the rock. And he said, Wait, the rock, come back here. I, for whatever reason, I will never forget that little bit of dialogue where Shane just goes, Wait, the rock, come back here. It's like, for whatever reason, the game didn't change it to like get rid of the part. Yeah. Uh, that, that fucked with me. But yeah. Yeah. I can't think of any. I, I would say this is that. Um, I don't want to, I don't know if any specific, like right now off the top of my head, I can't think of anything like that was given to me at Christmas that like was, I'm, I'm thinking like, 
kind of no, sorry, my wife is gonna tell me. What? No, 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 you should keep them bubble up. Yeah, I mean, I know I made sounds, but. <laughs> so, how old was I? I was like. So, apparently, when I was. So, there's a. Yeah, the story. I don't know if you even know, Ben. You probably do. Is that when I was like three or four, I asked my parents for a na 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 and a he 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 from ho ho ho. The fuck is a na na na? So I know uh, what the ho 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 is. Uh, I wanted a horse and a Batman. Okay, I was gonna guess Batman for na 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 na. No, yeah, not is Batman the yeah, song, yeah, yeah. and the he 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 apparently is horse. <laughs> as <laughs> the the sound that a horse does make as galloping goes he he he, everyone knows that. Right, we all, yeah. we all know that. Absolutely. Um, uh, so yeah, I can't. But uh, again, I can't think of something right now. I'll, I'll I'll have a way better answer next time. Um, Absolutely. Way more. That also makes answer. me think of that old. You remember that old castle you guys used to have? The the drawbridge. Yeah. Shoot oh yeah. Dude, one of the best toys ever. I was so jealous that you guys had that. So oh man, I would have done illegal stuff. I don't. I, I don't even know what that castle is. So I was watching, a pod, you know, the basement yard. We we send each other clips of them uh, all the time. They were talking about it, where you can apparently buy it online for like sixty bucks or something like that. Which it seems a bit expensive for us to just look at it, but it would be cool to have around the house because sixty bucks is a. Uh, what is it called? I'm... I have to, I'll find I'll find it for you and send it to you. Yeah. Um, but it looked, uh, yeah, it's cool that they uh, that that thing's still around. Or you guys also had that dope ass Millennium Falcon toy. Yeah, and you true. had the Stormtrooper gun that would go tick 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 tick. Or it would it would make a specific noise when you shot it. It was like choo choo choo. I don't know. I'm not, I'm just gonna sit here and make lightsaber noises. But I don't know. I mean, what again, times? you're asking, you're, you're asking me what sound <laughs> a toy man. I don't know. Um, yeah. Um, oh, you know, one, uh, like holiday thing I really like is, uh, for anyone out there who are in, in obviously you as well, <laughs> is, uh, around the holidays, I love watching like my favorite shows, like Halloween episodes, Thanksgiving episodes, Christmas episodes. Um, the office has really good Christmas episodes. Um, and I just just today watched a New Girl Christmas episode uh, that I thought was good. Um, so yeah, just random thought. So the New Girl New Girl's great, obviously. We all love we all big big New Girl fans. Yeah, I mean those. Like I was, uh, we talked about it in an episode in the past, but I'm a big fan of the show Psych, and they made um, they had really good Christmas episodes every year as well. So those are yeah, those are fun when when um, TV shows do that. Uh, have you seen the Guardians Christmas thing since? I know we yeah, talked about it a think? couple weeks ago. I loved it. I thought it was super cute. It was a good way of getting like a little bit of something, and then the fact that they dropped the trailer for the new movie. Yeah, which looks yeah. insane. I was like, oh man, now I'm I'm so ready. Like they, it seems like we are all back on track now that Black Panther hit and was crushing. Now it looks like we're finally. Because everyone was like all weirded out because COVID happened and then stuff got shifted and things, you know, can kind of disjoint yeah. these last couple of years. But it looks like they're finally heading back in that in that right direction. I'm super excited about it in the direction. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah, I I I really love. Uh, again, I have a whole like tier maker list of everything MCU canon. Um, so I even up, I update every time I watch a new thing, um, and uh, I I did like the <clears throat> the holiday the holiday guardian special because it was not complicated. It did not bring in like some weird character. It did not like I don't know. They, they didn't do anything out of character as well. Um, and it was still like kind of a cheesy Christmas like story with lines, and there was good music, and you know I thought it was good. I thought 
I don't know if I'd say it's every year I watch it, but I'd say that I wouldn't mind watching it. Um, so that's probably something to say. Um, yeah, no, it was enjoyable. It was it was fun. I don't know what the next thing to come out is. Maybe it is Guardians in May. But, no, it's Ant, uh, Ant Man. Oh, sure, right there. You go. Forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, I feel like we should have just an episode where we talk about we should do a tier maker of MCU just because we seem to talk about it in a while. Yeah, we might um, as well. Especially in, in these upcoming weeks when we have, you know, less less important baseball shit to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we can uh, pre-record some soon uh, and do that. Um, so... Let's figure that out. Alright, cool. so this is going to wrap up this kind of rambling episode of episode 54 <laughs> of the Family Base Pod. Again, my name's Jake. And I am Ben. And I am Winnie the Bish. You are Larbar. Apparently. I don't know. They're delicious. They have apple pie flavored ones. Which are like three ingredient ooh, apple pie. Ooh. Dude, yeah, I think you'd like it. I think you should check them out. Or I have a box. I can bring right. them over sometime. Give you some. Um, yeah. Yeah, they're really good. Yep, good. All right. We'll see you guys. Hope we might be pre-recording it next week. We might not. Um, we'll let you know. Um, yeah, so we'll have a new episode next Wednesday. Check us out. Uh, check us out on TikTok. Uh, Instagram, all that stuff. If you're watching, subscribe. If you're listening, subscribe to all that stuff. You know what to do. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Hey, I'm Eden. Thanks for watching this episode of my dad's podcast. Check out the links in the description to follow the podcast on TikTok, Instagram, and other and the other social media. Make sure you like and subscribe. Subscribe and hit the bell to let you know when there's a new episode. Thanks for watching and listening. Bye.